Welcome back here to the Dusty Bender Podcast. I am one of your hosts, Chance Watson, with you as always, Taylor Wells. Episode 90, 90 coming at you today. Folks, we have a jam-packed episode. Uh, definitely not going to be all over the place. Speaking of things all over the place or out of place, my shoulder. Your shoulder is out of place. It is. It's, it's, in, it's the only one at the party that nobody knows. Yeah, that's that's yeah. very true. It's mm-hmm. been by itself, uh, hanging out uh, in my back, actually. Um, <laughs> Good. But now it's back in place, actually. Uh, yeah, no, uh, folks, we uh, we missed last week, uh, both Wells and I, on IR for different reasons. Uh, Wells came down with a case of the sniffles, mm. and uh, I dislocated my shoulder playing adult hockey. Uh, so, <laughs> at least it wasn't child, ch- kids hockey. It could be, yeah, it could have been worse. Could have mm-hmm. been worse. I could have been, you know, coaching a mic practice or something and uh, slip on a slip on one of those blue pucks. Shit. <laughs> Some little kid just comes barreling down the ice. It's the <laughs> fastest he's ever skated in his life. Can't fucking stop. Still, You still didn't teach him how to tee stop. And he no. fucking barreled into you. No, why would you do that? I, I've seen Mighty Ducks. You got the fastest kid on the team. You, got, I have to, you, you, you know how many can, You know how many empty soda cans I have to stack to teach him how to stop? Exactly. It's way it's, too many. It's a fucking pain in the ass. That's a good yeah. 20 minutes out of your day just stacking soda, soda stacking, cans. Stacking soda cans. It's pointless. Just to teach him to stop. I don't know. If, obviously, if Mighty Ducks did it, there's no other way to do it. So Yeah. I haven't. I mean, I haven't found any other ways. But, no. uh you know, maybe, maybe, uh, maybe, what's his name? Este, Estevez? Yeah, something like that. <laughs> maybe, or, uh, yeah, Luis Rodriguez? Mendoza. I can't remember. Oh, yeah, yeah. No, 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 the ben... kid, the kid is Mendoza. What's, what's Mendoza, the act, that's What's right. the coach's, what's the actor that's the coach? Oh, it's Emilio Estevez. Emilio Estevez, there you go. Emilio. Um, Emilio's got something up his fucking sleeve. He does. It does absolutely. Yeah, but uh, before, yeah, how's that? How's that thing doing though? You ice it up? You rest it, or are you just fucking? You still jerking it every day? Yeah. Uh, well, I mean, still jerking it every day, but uh, oh, yeah. no, um, definitely. Uh, <laughs> uh, the uh, arm, is, the arm is le- left part. shoulder. Yeah, yeah left shoulder. <laughs> um, been in a sling for about a week and a half now. Uh, went to the ortho today. They said they gotta. It's gotta stay in there for at least the end of this week, and then um, gotta go in for some PT. And uh, MRI probably after the new year because they're so ske- so far scheduled out. And then uh, after that, they're going to decide whether or not I need surgery. Uh, apparently, Oof. when it popped out, when it, apparently when it popped out, it uh, made a bone fragment. Oof. Um, not it's not like floating around in there. It's it's like just chipped. You know, kind of like uh, off of I yeah. See. So um, they might need to go in there and fix that. Uh, but it's going to depend on you know if PT goes well and doesn't hurt, then they're not going to worry about it. But if it if it continues to bug me, then they're they're going to have to go in. But um that's it's from what i'm told relatively simple as long as it's not uh not muscle muscle could be a fucking tedious mm-hmm. process so yeah um thankfully it's not that uh and in over a week and a half it does it is a lot better i think you know compared to the night after where i could barely fucking move it to now where i can you know i can pick things up and uh and move it around a little bit so i can wave to you on the screen right now which could you do, do the ymca no okay no. uh uh it's it's uh, so it's really weird. I can lift like if I lift it with my with with the weight with my other arm, it's fine. But if I if I try to lift it on its own, like with its own muscles, it it can't go very far. It's just like yeah, it's just you. It's using too many of those muscles over there. 
Yeah, all those it. muscles that are yeah. in my in in my muscly shoulder. Yeah, see, this is why I don't work out. It's, it's just asking for injury, you know. So you are. I just get you fatter. It really, really makes sense. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, doing good. Uh, hopefully back on the ice uh, after the new year. But we'll see. If I have to get get surgery, then it'll probably go on further. But, is this is uh, this your worst injury of of your playing career? Is this your uh, or have you had be. some? Yeah. Be, uh, before I get into that, I do want to give a shout out to the uh, I play on the Fireman's hockey team. No, oh. out at Frontier, uh, they actually on the ice. Shout out to Jeff Populus, our goalie uh, and team team organizer, team captain. He skated over and uh, popped it back into place on the ice. Sick. Um, yeah. Oh, it was great. It was <laughs> great. But, see the, yeah, but see, this was my fucking problem. Is I get popped back into place, and I thought it was like the movies where you just you pop it back into place, and you're like, oh, I'm fucking good to go now. A little bit of smelling salts, way. and you're good. Yeah, yeah. You're like, oh, it's back into place. You know, it, you see it in action movies. They like mm-hmm. your, their buddy like pulls on it, and they go, ah, oh, motherfucker, and then and then they go back to you know killing Nazis or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, yeah. It doesn't it doesn't work like that in life. Like it, I sat on the bench, and I'm like, okay, it's a little sore, but I'm good. And then I went out, and I took one shot, and it fell out again. That's a damn shame. Yeah, so uh, it doesn't work that way in real life. You actually have to like rest it and uh, learn that the hard way. Um, but it was it was it was an interesting experience at the ER. Uh, could, popped could, it back, popped it back into place. Uh, had fentanyl for the first time. Oh, yeah, yeah, that, that stuff go? that um, very underwhelming. Uh, I don't know <laughs> if they just I don't know if they just gave me a low dose or whatever, but it, it just kind of felt like I was felt like uh, you know maybe like day two of our five day drinking bender back in college yeah easy yeah nothing yeah. nothing too crazy or anything like that i didn't feel and it, and it was very short-lived so um mm. i mean maybe in larger doses i can see why people are killing each other over it but uh, <laughs> and the dose that i got I, I barely it barely scratched the surface it felt like so. can, you, can you imagine action movies if like some guy gets his fucking shoulder popped out and Someone popped it back in, and he he's like, "All right, now, so we need to stop the fighting for at least two weeks, and I need to get a low dosage of fentanyl, and yeah, then exactly. we can pick up where we left off." Does <laughs> anybody have a sling? <laughs> no, he'd rip his sh- he'd rip his shirt off his yeah. tank his tank his tank top and and turn it into a sling. Um, but yeah, shout out shout out to those guys. Um, they were they were really cool about it, and they actually you know if I if I if I would have just been smart and not got back on the ice, um, probably would have. Stayed in, stayed in place, and I could have gotten a sling, and probably not spent money on an ER. But whatever. Well, because yeah, it could have been. It could honestly, you could have fucked it up even more with that shot. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Like you know, it could, that's yep. could have been where the fucking bone fragment was from. Yep. Very possible. So, Very yeah. possible. So Crazy. well, but you know, you live and you learn. And uh, to answer your previous question, is it my worst injury? Ah, uh, I don't know. You were there for my. You were there for my collarbone. Yeah, it was pretty nasty. Um. When I got smoked by Golden Gloves in Bellingham, mm-hmm. um, I did break my ankle. I mean, at, at the, it was all, all my major injuries came from when we were playing college hockey. I broke my collarbone, um, chipped that little. Remember, we would run to downtown Moscow walking around, and I was always limping around in my cowboy boots. Yeah, <laughs> and you got, and you're like, suck it up. Like it's just a sprained ankle, but like you know, three months later. It's still sprained, and you're like, okay, probably not sprained. We should probably go to the doctor. I was such a good friend back then. You really were, really were. <laughs> you uh, fucking pussy. Get you to the next pussy. bar. <laughs> we I, and I just start like limping, like just running, just like <laughs> okay. hopping along. 
You're right. <laughs> High-heeled cowboy boots. It really helped out. But um, that was pretty painful, I guess, because then, then when they finally figured out that it was broken, they put me in a boot for a little while. Mm. Um, oh, yeah. I but, yeah, that. I, I was going to say, no. So probably not. Probably not. I think the collarbone was still probably the worst. Yeah, it was pretty nasty. It was fucking... Mm. Ugh. That was that was a rough that was a rough one. What about you? Yeah, probably my wrist also okay. at U of I. Yeah, um, I, I want to say it was fucking gold gloves too. <laughs> that motherfucker. He, you know what? That that kid anybody, owes us some money, dude. Anybody anybody listening to this show in the Bellingham area, <laughs> if you know Golden Gloves, you can tell him to go fuck himself. Yeah, I, we're hiring a PI right now. We are um, entitled to financial compensation. That's right. Well, there's a class action lawsuit against him. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> if you played, if you played uh, in ACHA hockey from the years of this year to this year, and you played in Bellingham, Washington, against the Western Washington fuckheads, uh, you might be entitled to money. Call one eight hundred Golden Gloves. Go. <laughs> Says it on the lawsuit. Yeah. The people versus golden gloves. The people versus golden <laughs> gloves. Uh, honestly, if yeah, if we don't if we don't find him, um, he could just continue doing this, right? Yeah, you know, like yeah. men's league. There's a men's league somewhere in this in oh, this world. He's you know he's breaking collarbones. He's right definitely taking a few more collarbones and at least one more wrist. So he like he, he breaks them off and makes a necklace out of them. Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ! <laughs> it's add, just collarbones. Just collarbones. Nothing else. Uh, yum. Asshole. Uh, yeah. Before we get before we get even more off the rails, uh, this is the very first episode where we are. Well, that's not true. We were sponsored by a, a, a bookie for a while. Um, this but is this episode, maybe the more legitimate one. Yeah, this is a little more legitimate. Uh, this episode is brought to you by. John Miller. Uh, shout out to John. John has been one of the original uh, listeners of this show for quite a while, uh, putting his money where his mouth is, supporting the show, um, and uh, we we appreciate your support, John, and uh, he doesn't really have a business or anything to plug, so uh, I guess what we'll do is, since he's uh, a fire chief of his local fire district, uh, folks, uh, replace your place the batteries in your smoke detectors. There you go. Uh, that might, It could save your life. And no, donate... No. Donate cash and any loose change to firefighters with their boots out this time of year. Yes, yeah, yeah. the 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 boots when they when they go out. Uh, you could yeah send money if you want to send uh, send money to uh, the Shoshone County Fire District number one. Uh, I don't know booze fund. I'm guessing that's a thing. I mean maybe <laughs> party party fund. Uh, yeah, party fund. I don't know what it is. The the CPR class, whatever whatever they do over there. there you you know. New CPR dummies. <laughs> there. Yes. There yes. You know. More. They think. I think they got one recently, but I think it's one of those that you throw around. Oh, this. This sounds. It's exciting. like the. It's like the, it's like the carry one. You know. Mm. Like it's the actual like real weight of a human being. And I you see. You gotta like you gotta lug them around. Huck them over your shoulders and. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. She's <laughs> like. There oh, you man. go. So you, if you want to get them a dummy, or hey, uh, I know that they're uh, always getting into street hockey. Maybe you want to send them some money so they can get a goal. You know. Hey, there you go. Firefighters playing hockey—that's a tale as old as time. There you go. 
it's definitely. And uh, of course, we'll uh, now that John Miller is is sponsoring the show, uh, we will we will dedicate a little bit of time every episode that he sponsors to the Nashville Predators. So we just lost a ton of listeners. So we so so anybody. <laughs> <laughs> who doesn't give a fuck about the predators uh just just we'll we'll warn you you can just use you know, that little 30 second skip button on most apps you can just just power through that um in this episode actually, in this episode of the dusty bedroom podcast the nashville predator conversation happens from two <laughs> minutes and 20 seconds in until six minutes in so it's just it's just johnning it's just john and cat listening <laughs> Hey, John and Cat. Uh, we're gonna talk about the predators for a little bit. <laughs> All right, now that now that everybody's fast forwarded. Hey, John and Cat, what's going on? How are you guys? <laughs> yeah, big shout out to John Johnny Boy. Uh, his his team needs to do a little bit more work in the fantasy hockey league, but uh, yeah, big big shout out, big big champ over there. He's beating me this week, but my t- my team is either my team is either leading the league or last in the league, so they can't figure it out. Yeah, that's fine. Sounds about right. I pulled off like an amazing win against uh, second place not too long ago. So yeah, I'm pretty good. All right, um, but uh, even if Miller wasn't sponsoring the show, uh, we are going to talk a little bit about the Predators this episode. We sure are. Because once again, we go into some crack and talk. But before we do that, real quick, fast, really quick, tweet of the week is going to Br Open Ice reporting that Yager is back. Oh, baby. Uh, 50-year-old Yamir Yager making his season debut as he returns to Kladno. Uh, Kladopin. Kladno. Reitier Kladno lineup for the Czech Extra Liga game for their first time since April. Uh, apparently, the team had a lot of sickness going on on the team, and uh, the, o- the owner decided to strap them on. And get out there and show them how it's done. Uh, they lost the game, but he had two assists. He fucking just throws them on and gets two assists. Two assists in a in a professional hockey game. It's ridiculous. Dude. Uh, Fifty years old. Um, you were you were saying something about uh, what's you know a little more about the the uh, hockey hall of fame shit. Yeah, I think it's like a four year. So so from his last professional hockey game, I think he have to wait four years. So now he's his hall of fame ballot gets pushed to twenty twenty six. You know he's getting in. Oh yeah, no, hundred percent. Like as 100%. soon as he can't, like as soon as he's eligible, he's getting in first ballot. Yeah, there's really not a lot of guys who he would be unlucky enough to be on the ballot with that he would have to wait another year. He's he's like, and I can't even think of anybody. Everybody else right. would be on. Like right. he is obviously on the list. So in any case, um, congrats for Yamir Yager. Uh, fucking guy's a fucking workhorse. Um, there's argue he's arguably better than a lot of the guys in you know uh the red wings right now fucking so. and colorado and colorado yeah <laughs> fucking 50 um, years old dude i honestly i i'm gonna be lucky i think just with how out of shape and shitty and how much beers i've had in my lifetime up to this point i'm gonna be lucky to be able to walk a fucking mile Fuck. at 50 that motherfucker and got two assists <laughs> God damn. It's crazy. In a professional. Oh, yeah. Even if, if you and I stepped into the fucking Czech League, we'd just get fucking sweat. Just smoked. Oh, yeah. Wouldn't even, wouldn't even be close. Fuck. That's Ugh. unreal. Good for him. All yeah. right. Uh, we missed last week, so we've got, we've got some cracking stuff to catch up on. Sure. 
a lot of shit to go over. Um, a lot of storylines here. I think as we left you, uh, the Kraken were doing good, and now they're not. Yeah. That's weird how that happens, huh? It's it's almost like when Philip Grubauer came back to this team, uh, there was the goalie world, instability dude? once again. It's so fucking bizarre, dude. That is... It's... Does this go, does this go back to okay let's let's before we even beat around the bush here let's let's get right into it okay we um la- Kraken's last games I think the last time we talked to you guys was the Golden Knights game maybe the Ducks game no no the Kings game the crazy nine eighter yeah because then I think they beat the I think they beat the Caps yep yep they beat the Caps so mm-hmm. beat the Caps and you're like okay that's a good solid win going mm-hmm. to OT three two classic them. Uh, and then and then everything falls off the fucking rails. Mm-hmm. Um, you get uh, Panthers just smoking them five one. Uh, I watched that game. Um, I think that was a group hour game, and that was just brutal. Um, Canadians, fuck! You can't be losing to the Montreal. Canadians. That's that's the worst one, dude. You can't you can't be losing to the fucking Montreal. Yeah, Canadians. it sucks. Um, uh, I I did watch this. So the one that's so clear in my mind is the, that Panthers game at home. Um, I, I won't lie, like, the goalies need to play better, but the defense, it will, okay, we'll get into it. Uh, Kraken lose 4-1 to the Capitals uh, on the December 9th, and then they pull off a, a decent win against a Panthers team that was really struggling um, I back at their home, mm-hmm. down, down in Sunshine. Uh, mm-hmm. They win 5-2. Uh, Bobrovsky played terrible that game. Um, and then they just got smoked last night by the, uh, the Lightning. Uh, it, I think it was 2-0. By five minutes in or something. Yeah, my um, my uh, <clears throat> in laws were actually down in Tampa at that game, mm-hmm. um, and yeah, I mean it was Jesus. Braden Point just fucking walking. I think it was Larson. Larson Larson was just the last guy that got walked, but mm-hmm. Braden Point just walked the whole fucking team. Hit like NHL dot com. Everybody was going ape shit for it, and yeah, that little so, fucker. Okay. Man. Crazy. I'm gonna I'm gonna set I'm gonna set this up for you real quick and mm-hmm. then I want and then I want you to take it. But like we're we're sitting here going Okay. The defense is playing bad. There's there's no question. I, I don't think there's any way of like this is this is not just a goalie problem. Sure. But there is no like there there is no excuse for how like even with some bad goaltending, you're paying how much are we paying Grubauer again? It's like five, five by nine, five and a half. I think it's five and a half a year. Let me let me double check that. But um, five by nine or nine by five or something like that. I think it's five by five and a half is my guess. But let me see. Philip Grubauer has started. I don't care how bad. So this this is my point, and I'm gonna leave it. I'm gonna just drop this off for you. Okay. Philip Grubauer has started eight games this year. Mm-hmm. He is two four and one with a point. Eight seven four save percentage. Fuck. <laughs> Bring in the e bug, bro. <laughs> I, okay, it, that's like that's it. Like I don't. I'm sitting here going like I don't care how bad your defense is. Like you cannot be like that is not like even even the worst goal. Like even the teams with the worst defenses have goal like bad. Like when you're on a bad team and you've got oh the guy's got bad defense, but the goalie's like nine hundred. You're like okay, that's. He's got bad D. Like, this is just... The, the guy... He's Swiss cheese. Everything's going past this guy. Yeah. Yeah. I I, I gotta agree. So, I, I think... I think... To be... Totally fucking wet blanket here. 
Yep. I think I think equal parts are to blame. Um, I think the defense. You know, you you look at guys like Larson and and Alexiak, and those guys are supposed to be shut down. And oh, it's bad. It's they're 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 leaving guys wide. Like it's it's it is the Florida game. The Florida game is so clear in my mind. The number of two and three on ones because all they have to do, like you've got one D man that is either fucking staring into the stands or pinching. Right. And it's just it's just terrible. It's just so bad. Yeah, I I agree. I, I think you know. And in their D zone, it's not like they're getting outnumbered in the D zone. They're just like it's like they the defense just don't know where their guy is supposed to be, right? So like they're mm-hmm. literally they're like it's like they just don't know their positioning. Like I don't know if mm-hmm. this is a lack of structure in the defensive plan, or if this is just guys that are just fucking you know are not getting enough sleep and so they're forgetting that they're playing fucking hockey but like mm-hmm. it's just a lot of those goals especially in the panthers game just tic-tac-toe right like yep. why is this guy open this guy is so open um and it's just yeah so i, I think the defense is is one thing but uh philip grubauer is getting uh, about six mil a year yeah he is he is so. like that i mean let's and let's let's call a spade a spade like martin jones is at 0.888 like that's not any better sure well, but he's the but he's 13 5 and 2 right and i think <sighs> there's something with this there's something with grubauer right like, i think they, martin jones shouldn't be our starting goalie but at this like, point even, like but he is because phil grubauer is yeah. I don't know. This guy, like, what do we do? Like, how long do we sit here and go, like, oh, it's an early, you know, it's early, and this team's new, and how many, how many excuses do we give this guy until we say, like, okay, he's, like, like, we could call up fucking Dackard, and he's going to play better. I mean, at some point, maybe, maybe you give it a shot, man. That's, I I think that's the problem, is then, uh... you can't, we can't be putting up, I mean, I'm looking at, let me look at the Kraken... Uh, games again here. Uh, by the way, uh, fun statistic. Actually, I want you to expound upon this. Uh, you know what the three players with the three worst plus minuses on the team are? No. Ready idea. for it? Jaden Schwartz at minus twelve. Andre Burakovsky at minus nine. Alex Weinberg at minus seven. What do all throw the what what all three things do those players have in common? I have no idea. They're on the first line. Oh, right now they, they are, are. They are the first line. Oof. Schwartz, Burakovsky, and Wemberg are the first line. I, you know, I don't know. Like, the offense seems to control games, though. Like, uh, I don't know. They like, they have been they've been bailing out the defense. And this, yeah, exactly. And and this is why <clears throat> I don't love plus minus. Is like it's a flawed stat. Sure. You know, like you you can be dominating the entire shift, right? Say say it's a forty five second shift. You can be in the offensive zone for 40 seconds of it, but they carry it in, and, and Grubauer lets in a squeaker. You just dominated that whole shift, and now you're mm-hmm. minus one, right? Like, mm-hmm. uh, it, you know, not not saying that they're not at fault because, you know, obviously there, there's something going on, right? Like, th- mm-hmm. the goalies have been shit for two years now, right? Like, w- you know, numbers-wise at least, right? Like, when at least Martin Jones during Grubauer being out was at least getting some Ws, and I think that has to do with... I, I don't I don't know. I don't know if it's a scheme issue. I don't know if it's a fucking energy issue. Like, Grubauer is just sitting in the locker room, like, 
<clears throat> talking shit about every single person to their face while he's in there. Like, I don't know what it is, dude. But Like, this, this... is just... Okay, going all the way back... Let's go back... Okay, so we've got... Okay, so Friday, November 11th was the last time that the Kraken allowed less than... Uh, let me let me I'll go forward on that. Uh, November twenty third. So you've got we had those that streak where they won like three two three two three two. Okay, Kraken beat the Sharks eight five. They beat the King the the Knights four two. That was Grubauer's return. Ducks five four win. Uh, win over the Kings nine eight. <laughs> Capitals two three win. Florida five one. Montreal four two. Washington 4-1, Florida 5-2, Tampa 6-2. So we're getting scored. I mean, we're getting, even the games that we win, we're getting scored on. Right. Like we're, we're scoring away a lot of our problems. Yeah. And I mean, and, and that's the thing is like, maybe that's been covering it up. I mean, it really was covering it up. And we talked about how good the offense was during their kind of streak. Right, mm-hmm. they're carrying the play. They're really, you know, spending the most time in the offensive zone and they in yep. and getting lucky and things are going their way, right? So then you don't have to play as much defense. Um, yeah, I mean, you can't like I, I just I don't understand how there's still Philip Grubauer supporters. I just don't get it. I don't let understand me let me put at all. Let me put this into perspective. The Kraken leaderboard right now: Jared McCann leads the team in goals with 13. Andre Burakovsky leads the team in assists with 17. Burkowski leads the team in points with 27. Morgan Geeky uh, leads the team in plus minus with plus 13. And Joey Dackard leads the team in save percentage with .900. <laughs> yeah, didn't he let in like four goals still? Uh-huh. <laughs> I think so. Oh, man. And he, leads, he currently leads the team in fucking save percentage. Uh yeah, I, I don't know. I they just they dug themselves a hole. And so here's here's the thing, is and, and this is hindsight's twenty twenty, right? You can't look at mm-hmm. how Grubauer's been in the two years and be like, well, they shouldn't have signed him. because uh, at the time, I mean he was kind of coming off a nice Colorado team and you know, had a decent season and all that, but they they just kinda tied their hands behind their backs with him, right? So I mean if you think about it like this, if they were to go into Oh, wait, don't even don't even get me started because they had fucking uh, didn't they have Vanacek? Yeah, yeah, they had Vanacek, right? They, they, yeah, expansion he was just draft killing it with the Devils. He was, right he was now, doing so. really well with the Devils, which is hilarious to me. Um, but if they wouldn't have signed Grubauer, right? So they would have gone into that season with more 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 than likely Chris Drieger and Vanacek, right, as their top two. They start having the kind of season and start that they did this year. A little bit extra mm-hmm. money. Some goalie has to be on the fucking line. Cam Talbot could have been a potential option, right? I mean, and that's that's saying something when we're we've been we've been hammering on Cam Talbot. He's having an okay year, um, you know, and and, and is an okay goalie, right? Like mm-hmm. his numbers mm-hmm. are better than what Grubauer's been doing. They just they they tied their own hands behind their back by signing Grubauer. Um, you know, when you can't when, move him, you who's going to take him? Nobody's going to take him. He he's literally he's so far below the league average. With a six million dollar a year contract, like good fucking luck. I don't, you know, I don't know what they're gonna do with this guy. Yeah, it's not a situation that like he you could send him to like a cup contender and he's gonna bat like mm-hmm. oh he'll do better if he's just on a better team. Like fuck, I don't know. Maybe you send it. You can't send him to, you know Florida doesn't need him. They're gonna just gonna ride it out with either 
Bobrovsky or Knight. Right. Um, fuck. I. I. Ugh, I don't know. Right. Where, where? Fuck. Where does he go? He's, he. You eat it. You get. You. You're eating his contract. You're basically because of this contract. And hindsight's twenty twenty, right? Like he could have been absolutely ripping it up, and it would have looked great. But put him on waivers. Ah oh, shit. I don't. Oh shit. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I mean, maybe you could. Maybe you could. But I, I think they, they, they'd want to explore the trade first, I'm, I'm assuming. Um, I just, but man, if alive. this team was getting consistent goaltending and and or defense, oh, we'd be, this would be, this would be a fucking, this would be a team to fucking worry about. It really would, just with how their, their offense is just in waves, man. Like, it's, mm. it really is a good, you know, 12. It's four lines deep, but then... You get to that back end, and and you know, Justin Schultz is is really our you know Vince. Not like Vince Dunn has done much this year either. Like, there's right. just not a lot on that back end to kind of get excited about. Sure, I you know it, it's funny looking at these stats with the Kraken and that in how the the three you know the the people who comprise the first line are the people with the the highest plus minuses on the team. You think that might have something to do? Like, I'd, I'd like to see the correlation of the first defensive line that was with them. Like, maybe that line is just so committed to offense that, like, defense just isn't considered when they're on. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I, I honestly, I think at this point, I think there's this... just a lot of boneheaded shit, man. Like, yeah. it's a, I just watching the crack and the goals that are put up against them. It's not like they got beat or something. Like, it it is it is assignment breakdown. Yeah, like they are not where they're currently supposed to be. But guys, yeah. guys are sitting on the back door like it's a fucking beer league, just waiting for a tap in. So I mean, so you know, sitting in second in the Pacific, Pacific is fairly weak. I know we have Edmonton and Calgary sitting down there too. Edmonton's kind of had their struggles, and I guess so is Calgary. Um, I mean, you got to think Francis is looking for a defense right i mean he's got to be mm-hmm. looking for somebody mm-hmm. right i mean you can't just you can't just go with this six for the rest of the year and expect to be sitting in a even a wild card spot i think at this at, you know the way that we've seen jones and grubauer hanging out on the bench together right like with that you just you you have to bring somebody else in right there's just no way you can think you're going to the playoffs with these six uh in in the short term i i absolutely agree with you in the short term I, Jones is the starter in my eyes. Like it, this doesn't need to be a timeshare. Right. Like Jones showed that when he was the undisputed number one, he was able to cobble together some wins and play decent hockey. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that this timeshare of like going back and see, I don't understand. The only reason that this is a timeshare is because you're paying Grubauer. Right. Like Gr- anything on ice, he has not earned a timeshare. The guy's got two fucking wins all year. And a save percentage that fucking an AHL goalie could do better with, right? Fuck, I would be surprised. I want to see. Can we? Can we? Can we stat that up right now? Compare his save percentage to the rest of the fucking league. Guarantee you, he's got to be at least bottom two, bottom three. Yeah, I mean, I don't. I I think you're spot on there. NHL goalie stats. Yeah. Um, to throw a little bit of a wrench while you're looking that up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Chris Drieger, when he did have surgery in June, had a seven to nine month recovery, which would put him seven months would put him beginning of January, nine months would put him beginning of March. So, uh, not saying that Drieger's the answer. 
Um, but I think a shakeup wouldn't be terrible. Um, but I think I think the, out of go for out it. of the seventy nine goalies that have played a game this year, he is seventy third. <laughs> That's god awful. Uh, be- just below him are Peter Morazic, Connor Ingram, Cal Peterson, Uko Pekka, Lukonen, Elvis Merzlinkins, and Lucas Dostal. Uh, slightly above him, Jack Campbell, Capo Kakinen, Alexander Nedeljkovic, Mackenzie Blackwood, Jonathan Quick, Jonathan De- uh, Colin Delia, Thatcher Demko, Phoenix Copley, who literally just started playing. Right. <laughs> Like, uh, dude, Jack Campbell's not having a good year either, too, huh? I, no. I kind of discussed that, but that's crazy to see him that far down. Yeah, I, I didn't think that he was going to be a point eight seven five. I, I knew he, I knew he wasn't elite, but right. I thought he was going to play a little better than that. Right. It's just that system in in Edmonton. God, did you see McDavid's goal last night? Though it's every I, fucking times, game, dude. How many times do we say this? It's like, so how many stupid. times do we go? It's unreal. I was literally like, I was I was working out for the first time in God knows how long, and I was watching the game, and I'm literally just sitting there and watch this play develop, and as soon mm-hmm. as he picks up the puck, I was like, this is a fucking goal. He has yeah. way too much steam. Yep. You know the defense. It, their defense isn't even that got, flat-footed. Yeah, he just he has gets a that, like He gets that, like, McDavid butt wiggle. That's that like he's like he's an excited eye. dog. Yeah, like that. Mm-hmm. Like he just like and you're, he's two handed. Like anybody else would have to one hand like speed run like straight forward. He's going. You know, he he looks like he's just cruising down the ice. Yet he's like going a thousand miles an hour. Right. With literally no one can catch him. That's just yeah. Stupid. And everybody's like, oh oh fuck. Okay. Just beats walks around one guy, beats another guy to the middle, then walks the last D and shoots through his fucking stick. Top cheese. It's <laughs> like oh Jesus Christ. He's ridiculous. absolutely unreal. Um, absolutely unreal. But yeah, so I think I think that I think the to jump back to the Kraken, I think their next yep. like they they need to make a move for D, or they need to decide that it's going to be another, you know, see what happens. Maybe we hit the wild card. But I, I think at this point, it's just weird because it's always positive energy from what you hear from from ownership or, or you know GM and that kind of shit for the Kraken. And it's like, man, there's holes in this fucking lineup. So we either need to patch them or you need to to be real with us and just say, hey, look. Um, you know, we're, we're going to finish in the middle of the pack. Maybe, yep. we'll, maybe we'll get some playoff experience, but we're going to hope that a, a nice D falls to us at, you know, 17, 18, right. If you think about it like that. Yeah. So, um, you're one of three parts that you had is coming together. Like sure. originally when this team came together, it was, we're going to have solid goaltending. We're going to have shut down D and we're going to have a deep offense that can, we can get goals from first to fourth line. Right. Okay, well, you're getting the latter. Like sure. you're you're getting that first part. That first part's finally coming together. Like you're you're getting goals from first to fourth line. That's good. Uh, but your defense is granted. Defense is jumping into the play a little bit more, which isn't necessarily a bad thing. But it's at huge expense of the defense. Right. And your goaltending is probably the least consistent thing on this team. That's crazy, man. Like it is, it's truly bad, and I don't know. Like you and I were singing the praises of Jones for a little bit, and when he, when he's on, at least, at least he's in. If you can say he's inconsistent, at least that you that implies that he has good games from time to time. Right. Like, Grubauer is consistently terrible. Well, and it's. I mean, he's he's had a couple. Like the Vegas game was was like you know as soon as he won that Vegas game though I swear to God it was like the fucking and Grubauer. It, 
worshippers came out of the fucking woodwork and it he's was like back. yeah just just wait dude like it's gonna it'll come back around don't you worry uh, i'm sure he, one, sure he has one good he has one good game right yeah because the the win against the panthers 5-2 was jones and Ned, i believe yeah it was yeah so yeah, um, was, so. yeah they gotta fix something there though that's not good um speaking of we actually have a roster move we do uh, a couple of them uh we could talk a little bit about Shane Wright real quick. Uh, comes back up from the AHL after his uh, quote-unquote conditioning stint. Jesus. Um, I think he had, what, five goals in four games? Something something crazy. Something like that. Yeah, he, he like played that. really well down there. Played really well. Got back up. Got his first goal. Got his first NHL goal against the Montreal Canadiens, um, which, which was probably a good awesome. moment for him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that felt good. Too bad they lost that fucking game. Still. Um, Dupia's, ugh, God, that was terrible. Mm-hmm. Um yeah, tough tough loss on that one. You can't be losing to Montreal at home. Um, so that was cool. And now he's been loaned to Team Canada, so uh, sure. he'll go get some more experience there. I, I honestly, I think he's he's ready for this roster. Uh, I I wish I agreed with you. I I do actually I do agree with you. I just the, the uh, Haxel's not going to find a spot for him. No, he's not, he's not because he's, he's gonna he be thinks fucking, that he's going to yeah yeah he's going to be he's going to be in in juniors. So and they and they don't want to burn his year of I get it Calder like they it's want to give him like this is this is the year of Maddie like sure. Maddie Maddie Beniers is going to win the Calder yeah um, at least at least he's the front runner like yeah I understand like last year at this time we were talking we were singing the praises of like Lucas Raymond right but uh, so things can change but at at the moment Maddie Beniers is the favorite for the Calder um, probably with Thompson as a close second from Vegas sure. Um, probably going to be from you know it's gonna be between those two so um see how that goes and i think that they just want right to have his own spotlight yeah um no reason to burn you know his contract this year his rookie season this year bring him in next year when maddie's the captain and let him has have his own crack at a at a calder so do you just I, do you just call the captain already oh yeah maddie veneers is gonna be the captain next as early as next year i think he's just gonna do it he wins the calder Okay, maybe he gets an A okay. at first, but you know, like he's he is the heart and soul of this team. No, yeah, a thousand percent. Like it, it's just from an outside perspective. Like he, this kid battles every shift. Doesn't matter if they're down five two, he is always battling. He's always playing hard, um, and he's the he's the best all around player on this team. Yeah, definitely. Already, it's, it's very apparent. Already, yeah, right? already, he's already he's already. I'm at nineteen twenty. Fuck! Give him, give him three years, and he's gonna be one of the best players in the league. Ooh. Um, it's, I mean, it's, it's showing. It's showing. He's, yeah. he's like what Larkin was supposed to be. Yeah, yeah. No, if that I, makes any sense. I think he's, yeah, definitely. Um, transaction wise, uh, well, before we get into this, uh, talk because we were mentioning the National Predators, we are now contractually obliged to bring up, uh, that this episode is brought to you by Chief Miller and Shoshone County Fire District num- Number One, who wish you a happy holiday. Also, don't forget to clean your chimneys. Hey. And also, uh, it says right here uh, that in this script that I'm supposed to read, uh, the Dallas Stars suck. Oh. Uh, that's. Uh, I'd agree yeah, with that. That's, uh, this this opinion is stated within uh, John Miller's First Amendment rights and public interest based upon supportable and defendable facts, but does not re- represent any of the opinions of any of his employers. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Well, if, if, um, if he has any Dallas Stars fans that work with him or for him, uh, they can yeah. also sponsor the podcast, and we will gladly 
say yeah, we Nashville sucks easily right fire after it back. That. Yeah, exactly. Right, right. But at the moment, uh, they don't, and the, <laughs> and the Dallas Stars suck. So uh, that's that's how that's going to go. Um, let's let's announce the news, and then Miller actually has a question for us. Okay. Um, so Tovalin is that how do we say his name? Yeah, Tol- Tolvanen. Tolvanen. Uh, Tolvanen leaves. Uh, this is this was uh, a if I'm not mistaken, because I remember a lot of talk around this kid uh, was a pretty lauded over prospect. Yeah, big time. Um, wasn't was he a high draft pick? I think he was first round. Yeah, late late first round, which is usually okay. a crapshoot. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, there was. I mean, it was it was had high hopes for the kid. I think it was almost two years ago, even that they like. Or maybe it was last year. But they were basically like, this kid's going to come in, get top six minutes. He's going to be, you know, he's going to start getting, you know, fill in for him and really start to fill out as a player. And, mm-hmm. yeah, they, they uh, decided wasn't his time. Hmm. Okay. So. All right. So uh, his question, uh, he wants he wants our opinions on uh, him being placed on waivers. And his question is, is it him or is it Nashville? Ooh. That's a good, that's a good and uh, my opinions on this are, I, I think we're seeing uh, kind of a consistent trend here with Nashville not necessarily doing well with their prospects. Right. Uh, it, do 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 you agree? I mean, think think of their roster, right? Think of how their roster is is made up right now. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Johansson they brought in, Duchesne they brought in. Um, you know. Granland, I uh, Granlin was in the Fiala trade, I believe. We we at the time we lauded that. We did, like, we that did was, like that. We did like that. Yeah, we liked that a lot for Nashville. Um, so, but I mean, if you think so, Fiala is a perfect example, I think, right? And I think if you're if you're looking for a positive spin from a Kraken perspective, you're hoping that he is Fiala, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, because Fiala had a nice gear last year, and he's actually doing pretty good down there in LA. Um, mm-hmm. so, so it makes you kind of think towards it being a Nashville issue. Um, but you got to look at guys like Roman Yossi. You got to look at guys like Saros who are, are pretty solid and they come up through the ranks. I think, yeah, yeah I, I think, I think what we're, what we're looking at here is Nashville was very, was a very big surprise last year. And so I think. As a team in general, we kind of, you know, just naturally developed higher expectations. Oh, they or should, the league did. They should, yeah, Roman Yossi drugged that team kicking and screaming into the playoffs. Sure, sure. Um, so I think, I think, you know, you, you want to see a guy like Tolvin and crack that roster, especially this year when they're kind of just starving for, for some good play. I know they've been playing a little bit late, better lately. Um, Cody Glass is their second line center. I don't know if I like that. Man, but, you know, but... Are you just not being... got talent, but he scored his second goal all year. Like, sure. is that a Cody Glass thing or is that Nashville? I think it's a fucking. Uh, who's their coach now? It's uh, Hines. The old or, no, it's the old fucking uh, Philly coach. Uh, that was Hines. This dick. Oh shit! Which I don't like his. I don't like his system. Let's see, Nashville Predators, Predators coach. Oh, it is John. John Hines. Hines. Who was I thinking? Oh, Laviolette's got John Hines. Laviolette's got who? Who got canned? Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So he's got. Uh, I don't. I don't like Hines. You're. You're right. Um, yeah. He's not. He's not my fave. Um, uh, Miller also asked, uh, "Did the Preds fire Dave Poley?" Ooh. I mean, 
Oh, I, I, you know, I, I mean, he did, he kind of made those moves, but like, I'm thinking, I'm thinking if you want to shake things up, like if you want to fire him to shake things up and cho- choose a new direction, then yes, but you don't necessarily fire the guy because he's made terrible moves. Like, I, I think you take a, you know, like the, the move for DeShane was a risk. Um, I think if you looked at, you know, that guy's potential, you're like, oh, this is, you know, I don't, I don't know if this is going to work out for you or not, but it was a calculated risk. Um, like this, this roster isn't bad. It's just mediocre. Yeah. I mean, so I like, I like re-signing Forsberg, right? So from a GM perspective, you obviously, you gotta, you gotta lock that guy down, right? Um, I don't like the Heinz hire, right? So I mean, that's no, that's, that's a, he's such a bad coach. That's a negative like towards him. Um, Nino Niederreiter, I don't love that signing, but you you know you got to respect what he's trying to do, right? Nino's a Nino's a solid player. He's just not. I don't know if he's top six anymore, right? Um, I mean, so so looking looking at this roster, and I can tell you six places where Tolvanen could have fit in here. Um, mm-hmm. I think this is a Heinz issue. I don't know if this is necessarily yeah. a GM issue. I think I think if you're going to put any of it on the GM uh, on Pulley, I think I think the only place you do put it on is like before last year, there was people that were calling for a rebuild. Mm-hmm. Right? And I think him basically doubling down and saying, "No, we just need to retool" and then having that season, um, you know, kind of kind of bought him bought him a little bit of time for sure, right? Cuz last year looked really good. Mm-hmm. But I think I think in general, I mean, you gotta like some of these moves that he's done, right? I mean, if he if if in his mind and what he's telling the fan base is that we're turnover. going for it, it's a lot of turnover here. I just don't yeah. know. Like I'm looking at this roster, I probably only know. I mean, Phil Forsberg, Granlund, Deshane, Niederreiter, good Cody Glass. I know him, you know, from around. I don't know who Trennan is. Yakov Trennan. Yeah, it's younger dude. Okay, uh, Cole Smith. I've heard the name. Ryan Johansson. Yeah, of course. Uh, Mark Janowowski, Jankowski, Jankowski. Yeah, he's been around for a little bit too. Mark Jankowski. Okay, Colton Sissons is a career fourth liner. Right. Uh, Parsonen, don't know. Janot, you know they're fourth line guys. Who knows? Um, this defense. I mean, it was it was what two years ago when we were talking about Nashville having like the strongest defense in the league to Roman Yossi and Matias Ekholm. Right. You know, it went it went from one of the deepest to, I, I mean, I don't know who Jordan Gross, Dante Fabro. I've heard Fabro, mm-hmm. Gravel, and I. Yes, I mean it's it's just you know it's a standard. It's middle of the pack. Yeah, your boy, your boy, fucking Jeremy Lasson's there though, bro. Mm. Um. Yeah, I mean, you look Big at you look his. at this roster. I think I think it's gosh, this is just a John Hines issue for me. Yeah, um, I agree. You know, I think I think this is still a team, and they're they're playing in the central, right? I mean, that's a that's a tough division over overall. I think that's a pretty tough division. But um, oh, McDonough's on IR too. That's not a bad move. I I don't mind Ryan McDonough. Right. I, so I think I think in general, like GM wise, right? If you're, I mean, he he basically doubled down and said we're going to retool, and he retooled, right? He he redid his roster. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. You know, you hated to see Ryan Ellis go, but at the same time, Ellis is hasn't played a fucking like five games in the last two years since the trade. So, hmm. um, yeah, I think, I think in general, you know, I, I, I think you, you always look, I don't think they're quite like a Chicago 
get rid of their young players and then they go kill it. No, it's not a tear down by any means. Right. I, so I think I think it's, um, you know, Tol- Tolvanen must just not have fit into Hines' system, which, I mean, there's a very good chance we're going to look back at that. It doesn't necessarily mean that he's a bad player. <laughs> right. There's a very good chance that Seattle is going to look back at that and go, uh, thank you, <laughs> you know. Yeah, thank, um, you. thank you very th- much. Thank that, you yeah. so much for this, Hines. Um, and I think that's where you could maybe be, maybe look at the GM there, but... Um, yeah, no. Big, I think it's honestly a good pickup for the Kraken. I know a lot of people liked Coolman, so Coolman was the was the guy uh, on the Kraken who got you know put on waivers Axe because of it. Because yeah, of I've, it, but from a Kraken perspective, I love that trade. I mean, yeah. this this kid has huge upside to be a middle six. Yeah, um, yeah, definitely. And where whereas Coolman was going to be, you know, he was going to be rotating in and out of the lineup. So sure. Uh, do you think he makes the lineup? I mean, next game. I would, I, I, I would like to see it. Yeah, see how he fits in. Yeah, I think you get that kid in there. Um, you know, I think. By the way, this is a great signing. I think this is a great signing for this. Is a low, low risk, high reward. Sure. I mean, what would you lose? I don't even know if Kuhlman got picked up. Uh, you know he, what I mean? He might have. He might have cleared waivers. Yeah. Right. So I mean, you're basically just trying testing this kid out. If he doesn't work. Um, you know. God, they don't even have him on uh, daily faceoff. They don't even have him in the uh, the lineup. Daniel Sprung, Morgan Geeky, Brandon Tenev, Bjorkstrand, Gord, Donato. God, this is such a deep team. Who do you bump? Sprung. That's a good Donato. No, not Sprung. If you're gonna bump anybody, it's probably gonna be Donato. Donato or Geeky? Yeah, Geeky. You can't. Yeah. You, you can't bump Jaden Schwartz. You can't bump Wimberg. You can't bump Burakovsky. McCann, Matthews, Burnett. Like that, the McCann, Burnett, uh, Matty, and Eberle line. Holy shit, man! Like that. That is that's their best line. I, it is their best. It, it's their first line. Right. It is their first line by far. I don't know why they even. I, I don't even know why they have it like that. Like Jared McCann, Matty Benares, and Jordan Eberle are their first line. Like that is such a good fucking line. It is working right now. Um, McCann once again is scoring like that line just connects like they are they are good I think that line has scored every game that it's been together yeah yeah um, but to, I, yeah you, just to give just to give him a look you're bumping either Donato Sprong or Geeky you can't Gord Bjorkstrand well without Bjorkstrand spraying maybe he stays a game yeah I mean like a reset button maybe it yeah could, but could that's be. only that's only a game or two yeah could be, but I think so, yeah, I think as and as much as I like Donato, I think Donato plays a nice a nice game. Um, Got to try to get this kid a little bit of time and see what happens, especially on a, a line with Gordon Bjorkstrand. Uh, fuck yeah. yeah, if you're gonna wake that kid up, that's a very nice line to be at. Yep. So once again, we're trying to you know we're tinkering with the only thing that is working on right. this team, not exactly. fixing, not fixing the not fixing the actual fucking problems right. of of the defense and the goaltending, but whatever. Random question for you: Do you yep. try to try to move someone from your forward group because you have Tolvita now and try to get some, some other D. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, you, uh, I, I think, uh, in my mind, if I'm, I'm being, and these are probably hot takes, but in my mind, Schwartz, Winberg, Gord, Donato, Sprong, Tanev, all those guys i'd be listening to offers on sure uh i in in order to upgrade my blue line a little bit i don't know who you're gonna grab um it seems like we're 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 entering another phase of the the nhl where defensemen are in 
low supply again. Sure. But I could be wrong. I mean, it just, it just doesn't seem like there's a lot of teams right now with deep defenses. Can any any come to mind at the moment? Would you take a chance on John Klingberg? No. Okay. No, his injuries is I mean, he I even even if he was playing, I think he's shown that when he has first line minutes, he can he's he's an offensive weapon for sure, but we don't we need we need defense. I mean, arguably we also need offensive defensemen because That's fair. You know, um, well, Schultz has been stepping up in the play a little bit. Sure. Yeah, that's notice. Notice the pitch of your voice when you said that, right? Like he's barely doing it. <laughs> right. Yeah. It's. I mean, he's not an offensive defenseman, but he's he's been. I mean, he's quarterback in the second power play. Sure. Yeah. When he's. I mean, I'm not saying it's ideal, but you know, I you're you're not wrong. I it, I think would would Klingberg add anything to this team? Yes. Is it worth whatever the Ducks are going to be asking for him? Probably not. Yeah, you're going to want a first out of him, and that's that's the thing. Is he, are you, if you're the Kraken, are you willing not, to do that for a first? No, he's not. He's not worth a first. Yeah, it's like a middle of the road first. Yeah, I think that's that's the tough part, right? I'm just trying yeah, to find he's just, someone. He's yeah, he's just not worth a first round pick, right? Klingberg is worth you know maybe a prospect in a second, maybe after this year. Yeah, definitely. Or maybe or or, or you know. Honestly, the best thing is as a hockey trade, but the Ducks don't need a hockey trade. Yeah, there's and there's not really. Yeah, Ducks don't need somebody that's good right now. They need somebody that's going to be good. Right. Right. So it's it's kind of a situation where you're just kind of, ugh, I don't know. I, anybody who's wanting to trade prospects for John Klingberg, I, I don't know. I think I think maybe his eventual de- landing destination is going to be Toronto. With all the injuries on the blue line, they've got piled up. Yeah, you've got Dusty Balls, Giordano quarterbacking the blue line right now. That's crazy. That's, I mean, good for him. You know, still doing it. Good for him. He's still fucking powering right along. Yeah. All right. Anything else on the Kraken? Uh, Schultz was hit from behind by saw that. Uh, absolute fucking Neanderthal named Ryan Lomberg. Mm-hmm. Uh, brutal. Brutal, just a dangerous play by Lomberg. He knew what he was doing. He was trying to hurt him. Uh, but it, it looks like Schultz is okay. So, um, yeah, I, th- I think he's. I think he got real lucky without getting something pretty serious because it was pretty nasty looking. Yeah, that was uh, that was not good. He's. I think he's out right now, day to day. Yeah. Um, we'll see how that we'll see how that goes. But I'm yeah. uh, I'm hopeful that he'll be okay. He was on my fantasy team for a little bit. Yeah. No. But other than that, no Kraken. Figure it out, fuckers. Sharp. T- uh, apparently, uh, Miller just got a request for a trade. Oh, let's hear it. Uh, Nashville would trade Steven Stamkos. Or, so, uh, Steven Stamkos for Matthew Barzal, Carter Hart, and Nicholas Paul. <laughs> Jesus. Uh, sp- he says, spoiler, declined quickly. <laughs> <Dude>. <laughs> This is also the same Shark Tank that tried to fucking <laughs> trade trade me Brady Kachuk for Lucas Raymond and, and fucking Elias Lindholm. So yeah. they dropped him to waivers. Yeah. Then then it was like, oh, he didn't, he didn't take the trade. All right, let's drop him. <laughs> Fuck it. Oh, what a goober! What a goober! <laughs> Pretty fucking good. All right, what else we got on the docket? We got we got lots of stuff, man. Two weeks of two weeks of hockey is is. Sure enough time is. to fucking yeah it's that's a lot 
Um, let's talk a little bit about uh, Gary Bettman. Uh, he once again uh, gaining the ire of hockey fans and players. Uh, well, he, he loosened everybody up saying that uh, salary, salary is going to double. Mm. Um, with uh, with escrow and everything, it sounds like the money is coming in a little quicker than they were expecting. Um, not bad. Yeah, I think he said it goes up a million or something. The sal, the cap will. Yeah. Yeah. It said what was it? Nine hundred percent growth in three years. No, 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 this is PHF. Oh, 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 the, that's the PHF. Sorry, mm-hmm. my bad. I apologize. Yeah, yeah. Well, Gary Bettman also said that the the cap's going to go up. Yeah, Gary Bettman's um, also a dick. Yeah. Uh, well, so he quickly followed that up with uh, some very fucking dumbass shit to say. Um, borrowing off of our old buddy uh, from ESPN, Greg Wyshynski. Glad I don't have to fucking listen to his voice anymore. <laughs> he's, ugh. Do you ever watch that show that he's on on there? The, in the crease or whatever? No, and I'm going to keep it that way. Yeah, don't. He's he's fucking dumb. But he's usually there, and I do, I do appreciate that he puts out direct quotes. Uh, Gary Bettman recently was asked about the NHL digital dashboards. You know the thing that everybody fucking hates? Yeah, yeah. Like universally, mm-hmm. like even 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 like the Ukrainians and Russians are like, <laughs> yes, we fucking hate each other, and I, I wish Ukraine didn't exist. But uh, I think we can all agree that the dashboards are very. Bad. That's how negotiations start. The mediator comes out. Yes. They're like, okay, so let's start with a positive. Uh, we can all agree <laughs> that Gary Bettman and the dashboards are fucking stupid. Yeah, da, da da of course. Yes, these are these are terrible. These these <laughs> these these are awful. They ruin the game. <laughs> In, in Mother Russia, he would be in Gulag. <laughs> yes. Yes. Um, so, Gary Benton was asked, and uh, he, he says, and I quote, The polling we do with our fans gives us the feedback that it's a non-issue. Jesus. Non, it's a non-issue. Many think it looks better than having the numerous logos on the dashboards. It's working extraordinarily well. What a pretentious fucking prick. <laughs> it's working extraordinarily well. Who the hell I is can't telling him he that? Fucking, what, where is he getting this from? It's like he almost saying it, I think, to piss us all off. The only – Like he, he knows it's not working well. He didn't actually like – he's not listening, like hearing from fans. He's only hearing from the marketing department that set it up. And he's like, what do you guys think about the board ads that you're the ones that made? And they're like, yeah, dude, it looks great. I think it's yeah, it looks awesome. Everyone I talk about? to says it's great. <laughs> hey, fuck off. Batman on people focusing negatively on the NHL digital dashboard ads. Uh, quote, if what you're doing is just watching the dashboards, which I guess you, if you're reporting on it, you might do, then it may be a distraction. If you're watching the game... It's not a distraction. He's never watched a fucking game on TV in his life. He's never watched a single hockey game on TV, which, I mean, I understand. Because of him, there's no way to watch it on TV. (laughs) Even ESPN's (laughs) like, no, 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 no. You are in the market. You are blacked out, Commissioner. You are blacked out. Fucking prick. Mm yeah, I uh, he is he has obviously heard the feedback, and this this is a this is lawyer speak for I'm making money. Fuck you. It's not even lawyer speak. It's literally just ignorant douchebaggery speak. 
Yeah. Oh, yeah. And it's not even ignorance. He's fully aware that it's it's bad. Like right. the fact that he says it's it's working extraordinarily well is like translated to yeah, I know it's fucking up, but I don't care. <laughs> Full fucking delusion. I I can't believe this guy. Like, how does this guy still have a job? Uh, because he's making money. Oh my god, man! Because he's making money, and those dashboards make a lot of fucking money. And he doesn't care. So what if a fucking player and the puck phase into the boards, you know, once every five games? Uh, he obviously doesn't care what TV viewers see because if he cared about that, he'd make it more accessible for people to fucking watch the game. Right. He literally does not care if people watch it on TV. All he cares about is the providers of the TVs paying him money. He doesn't. He doesn't make money off of viewership numbers. Right. That's what ESPN and all of them do. He just cares about cash in the checks. Yeah, passed it, from, up, passed from, it off so he doesn't have to yeah, fucking from worry e- about it. From ESPN and all those local TV stations that pay money to play the NBA, to, to have rights to the NHL. It's ridiculous, dude. I, I mean, that's what it comes down to. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's a good point. I, I, he, he definitely passed off. He passed off actually having to care about what the fans want to ESPN, to TNT, to, like, right? Like, that's exactly yep. what he did. What a fucking douchebag. He's, uh, it's, I love, best game on the planet, one of the worst leagues ever. Mm-hmm. Like, he, he genuinely does not care about the product. I, I, I don't even, I, I would love to look into, like, Gary Bentman's background if he even knows hockey. Oh, God. Listen, he, I, I, there's like a 30 for 30 on him, I believe. Um, I swear he wasn't, he, he didn't have anything to do with hockey, if I remember correctly. Okay. Let me let me look it up real quick. Yeah, in that ca- in that case, I mean, I'm not I'm not even remotely surprised if that was if that was the case. But um, yeah, going just once again, Gary Bettman giving us more of a reason to boo him every time he fucking walks on on a stage, um, and giving us more of a reason to hate the fucking dashboards. Like I I, I already hated them, and now I really hate them. Yeah, he's... just because he just because he's a prick. Yeah, he started in the NBA. Oh, well, that's doesn't that yeah. doesn't surprise me in the least bit. Um, let's jump into because uh, we were talking about this before the mics went hot. Uh, you, you've got some stuff you want to hit on in the PHF. Yeah, Premier Hockey Federation. So that is the uh, old NWHL. That's the the women's hockey league. Um, the PHF is going to dis- double the salary for next year, twenty twenty or twenty three twenty four season. From seven fifty thousand right now, currently is what was what their each team salary is at. Uh, they're going to double that up to one point five million that next year. Uh, they've had nine hundred percent growth in three years. So, um, okay, yeah, it's one of the things that that you and I have kind of brought up before, and we've talked about a little bit. Uh, these 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 ladies, you know, at this point, right? Like, if if we're looking at it, you know, from a twenty five thirty player perspective, um, they they're making. 20 to 30 grand a year playing in this league, right? Uh, it's just mm-hmm. not necessarily sustainable. So uh, apparently... It's not a livable wage. Right. It's not... It's, you know, part-time essentially, right? Um, yeah. And so now, you know, now they're able to... They've got enough interest in it. They've seen that 900% growth in the last three years. And they're going to be able to essentially double that next year. So uh, really really good to see. I mean, it's, you know, uh, hopefully this is just a sign of things to come. I think it's, uh, you know, we could see potentially some expansion in the future. Uh, mm-hmm. It's just, it's a good thing to see. And, and, you know, getting getting these ladies to an actual living wage 
it's just going to help grow the game even more because you're going to get you know like like we've talked about you're going to get the, the the good players in right you're going to get these girls who are playing for canada and usa because they're essentially getting you know uh much much better situation playing for those teams uh, and those are the better players right uh, to to the point where you know fuck 50 60 is is a it's a pretty nice little wage for for doing something like playing hockey so oh i if i made if i can make 50 or 60 grand a year i would immediately quit my job and go play hockey yeah exactly like that's that's a livable wage. Like I could do that. Right. Um, I I think that this is. I mean, women's expansion of women's hockey is, in my opinion, it's going to be an uphill battle, um, especially when I, the precedent here is that you know, like the only really the only successful women's league that currently exists is the WNBA, and it's subsidized by the NBA. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, well, okay, not obviously, but it seems like the move away from NWHL to PHF is, is basically like a fuck you to the NHL. Like naming it the national women's hockey league was supposed to be like kind of an offshoot and like try to follow the NW, uh, the WNBA's path of like being, you know, tied to the NHL. Um, they're obviously now telling the NHL to go fuck themselves and rightfully so. Cause the NHL basically told them to go fuck themselves. Um, because Gary won't do anything unless he makes a buck. Right. Uh, he's such a prick. Um, so I see that. I mean, I look, if if Seattle gets a women's team, which, I, fuck, I hope so. I really hope so. Um, I, I'm fairly certain that the, you know, the we talked about it for, before on the show, the USA-Canadian game. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think that was kind of a measuring stick to see if people would go see a women's hockey game in Seattle. Uh, I, hope, I hope that that was a good measuring stick. Uh, but you hit, you hit it right on the head. Um, increasing these wages to something that's livable, uh, you you need to get the best feet. Like if you're going to have a professional women's hockey league, you need the best female players. Right. And if you're not going, if you don't have those girls that are ba- basically the, the the top female players from Can- from the Canadian women's team and U.S. teams, like every single one of those girls has more star power. And the more star power you add to this league, the more people are going to watch it. So yeah. Um, hopefully that's enough to get these girls invested and being able and wanting them to play. I don't know how much they make with team USA and team Canada. Um, I can't, I can't imagine that it's a lot. Um, fucking team U fucking USA hockey. Yeah. Um, well, and I think, I think another point too is, you you know, if they can get this up to where these girls are making enough money to pull other good players from other countries, right? You like, we're just focused yep. on North America right That's now. Good point. But there's actually good some point. good Japanese players. There's you know there's there's yep. good players in Europe and, and Russia and stuff like that, right? So if it can be enough of a living wage to pull some of those girls from from those areas, um, you know that, this is it's just the start, right? Like you know who knows if it's what can if it's truly a league of the best female players, you're you're gonna get more people. exactly hundred percent exactly. Especially nowadays, where I think everyone is more open to women's sports more now than ever right you know we were saying on before the show i think if you tried to do this 10 15 even 20 years ago uh this this just wasn't going to get steam right yeah i think um you 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 can build that interest by having those those players because uh you know like uh i was gonna give her a shout out but now i've I've left left the stats there is a there is a girl um a lady on the on the six the toronto six right now has 11 goals in eight games right like she could just be absolutely you know some of these could just be yep. absolute dangles, right? Like it could be really yep. nice goals, uh, but so it's just kind of you know getting getting that point, and it's going to take time, right? Like it'll it'll take time it for the for the league yep. to continue to grow, and I hope it does, honestly. So 
Yeah, I I couldn't agree more. Um, I I think I would absolutely I, the day as long as the jerseys and the team name aren't completely dumb. Uh, I'm absolutely picking up a PHF Seattle team jersey if they get there one. There you go. Hundred percent. Fuck that, yeah. That's definitely definitely. I don't happening. know. The Riveters one's pretty sick. The Rivers one is super sick, uh-huh. but I think we're kind of roped into rooting for the Seattle team if that if that happens. Fine. Yeah, fine. Whatever. Um, Ovi. Ovi hits 800 goals uh, in spectacular fashion, hitting with a hitting with a, a hat trick. He did. Yep. Against the Blackhawks, yep. uh, which, I mean, if you're going to score a lot of goals, might as well do it against the Blackhawks right now, right? Yeah. Well, it was funny because the there was like, I think it was three or four goal his three or four goals before that were all empty netters and so people yeah. people were starting yeah. to give him give him shit for it uh who was the guy who was the guy on philly uh connectney mm-hmm. ovi scored just a, a fucking empty net goal ovi didn't mm-hmm. even celebrate it's a fucking empty netter and connectney sure. connectney comes up and tries like giving him shit like talk like hits him and talks shit to him it's like what are you pissed about, dude? Like, what is right. he? What is it's, he supposed to shoot it into the corner? Like, what are you? What are we doing? Right, here? <laughs> right. No, and and, and and honestly, like, we're, we're. I mean, there's this. It, it seems like we're in an unspoken rule here. Like, if like the Capitals know that if there's an empty net, we're giving it to Ovi, sure. um, so he can nail that. Uh, I think you and I have talked on the show before that it's it's pretty, pa- and especially with the comments that you're about to tell us about with the GM. Um, it, go ahead. What, what did the GM say? Uh, so yeah, Capitals GM said that they they will not rebuild while Ovi chases the record. So as long as Ovi is going for Gretzky's record, uh, he's just gonna try to. They're just gonna suck it fucking dry, man. They're so, just gonna go for it. This this translation to we don't give a fuck about the cup anymore. Right. Like this this is our main priority. Mm-hmm. Like we got our cup. We don't care if we even make the playoffs. Like our main priority is making sure Ovechkin be- beats Gretzky's record. Right. Um, and like, for, if I'm a Capitals fan or a GM of the Capitals, I get it. Sure. Um, but as a general hockey fan, that it just kind of sucks. Yeah, it's kind of boring. Um, it's kind of boring. Uh, it shows that like this team, like it's, <laughs> I just like in two years, the entire Capitals roster is just playmakers. <laughs> just like amazing, it, like it's like a team of Alex Winbergs, just. <laughs> Guys who are just really good at passing it to fucking Ovi. They just they just like pa- they pass up open net goals just to just passing back and forth. God, I, I think passing on this team is incredible. Oh wow, they have they have a five pass rule anyways. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Nobody can shoot, but Ovi. Um, yeah, they've got like one win all year, but Ovi's got mm-hmm. you know forty goals by the twenty game mark. Hell yeah, and they have like uh, a total of fifty goals on their team. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, so I mean, <laughs> but we're but. I mean, seriously though, we're kind of at that. Like, the team is like, I wouldn't be surprised if they're actually passing up sort of opportunities to score to make sure Ovi gets one. Sure. And uh, we're at the point where it's like we're not even trying to really hide it. Like that saying that we're not, oh, we're not going to rebuild while Ovi's going for the cup, like or going for the record. That translation is, I don't care if this team is bad. I want Ovi to get the record. Yeah. Like I am not going to care. About, I'm going to sacrifice this team's future and make them bad. Like I don't care if we're bottom of the league as long as Ovi's scoring goals. Have we checked into because like because he is has has Wayne Gretz has Gretzky like hurt him or something like he he's like he, he's like a mortal enemy of of the Caps GM. 
the captain's like this this motherfucker can't be on top this bucket i won't let it happen gretzky gretzky fucked his mom or something yeah, gotta be it that that's gotta great. be it yeah gretzky seems yeah. like a it seems like a motherfucker he definitely does seem like that kind of guy um no, I wouldn't be surprised. I it's in, in Gretzky in actual interviews. He's, he's already said that Ovi is better than him. Yeah. Like it's he's he's he he's admitted that all the stars of this time are better than him. Um, Gretzky was just had the benefit of being you know a, like a guy that would like be middle to bottom six in uh, in this league, but forty years ago. Yeah, I don't know if which I'd made go that which far. made him the. I would I would still I still think. I still think Gretzky, you think Gretzky in his prime would be able to jump into this league. Yeah, I mean, so so you watch oh, you watch highlights you watch highlights of Gretzky. He was just so ahead of his time, dude. Like he still had yeah, he still had the hands. He had the fucking you know. I'm not just he I'm had the vision. Away from Gretzky's skill. I'm saying that every he was surrounded by garbage. Like sure. he was the first guy that's sure. like, hey, maybe we shouldn't be doing coke before the game, guys. So so he he was still very good. The reason we see his record so high is because the other part of the league was bad, right? So I yeah. think you could still plug him in, you know. Obviously, you know, uh, account for you got, inflation. You got goalies stuff. like making these wild windmill kicks when he's coming in and shooting from the top of the circles, like right, right. I, I mean, so I mean, I, what I'm saying is, I think his his records obviously wouldn't be the same in today's league, right? But yeah. I think his talent that he did still have at that time. He would still be mm-hmm. a top six player. I think he would still be. Really, okay. I think he would still be on a first line for a lot of teams. Um, okay, interesting. Yeah, I, so I I grew up on the Gretzky documentary, right? So I watched sure. it a shitload. Uh, sure, you know, and so I think he was still. I think he was still a very good player. Uh, like if he was drafted, if he was drafted the same draft as McDavid, mm. he would be. He would be bottom of the first round. Okay. To to top of I don't I, I think I think McDavid would be better than him. Well, yeah, McDavid was drafted first overall, dude. No, what I what I mean is like like if they're like even if so even regardless of where draft get Gretzky gets drafted, like if he if they get into the season, like McDavid just puts up the numbers that he is. Gretzky's nowhere putting up the numbers that he did at that age. Yeah, I, I honestly so you know inflation, right? Um, sure. I think I think Gretzky in this league would probably be a sixty to seventy point player. Yeah, oh, he, right? so yeah, I think he, it's still a top six not, player. But I, it's right. not a. It's you know he he wouldn't. Yeah, just watching McDavid, like you know that those are the best players, and those those guys have been training their entire lives. They're not just fucking goons that took their you know right. work their nine right. to five and go play on a Friday. And, God, and just try guys, to fight my stick is actually curved. <laughs> yeah, what the fuck. <laughs> I was there was another one uh who was it it was the fucking Canadian's goalie and he like had a broken fucking nose and a broken jaw and shit like this playing, playing fucking mm-hmm. goalie obviously with no mask on and he threw a mask on cuz he had a busted up face yeah. and he still wanted to play hockey yeah. and the people are like I guess like people in Montreal people all over the fucking league other players were like you fucking pussy like you you're wearing a mask as you're getting slap shots at your face you know it's like that was a whole other time dude it's crazy fucking crazy it reminds me i, I watched goon again last oh, night good it's movie. beautiful i need to I, I'm, I'm gonna have to go back through uh what's the fucking oh god no no i'm not gonna be able to think of it but the fucking hockey series the 
the, the, the Russian five? No, the, the one that just came out. Rivalry series. The one that just came out. We both watched it like a fucking million times. I just can't think of it right now. Oh, okay. Uh, it's the Letter Kenny dude. Jesus Christ. Oh yeah 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 yeah. Shorzy. Fucking Shorzy. Jesus Christ. Fucking Shorzy. I know. I need, I'm yeah, second season's coming up on the new season. Letter Kenny's coming out too here soon. Oh, some good TV. Yeah, yeah. That's perfect timing because oh. I, you know, what do I do in the winter? Right. I've gotten to the point where I don't watch holiday movies. I just watch holiday episodes of my favorite shows. Oh, there you go. That sounds. So I've got, I've got, I've got my Letterkenny Christmas episode coming up here. Soon. There you go. You don't watch Elf? Come yeah. on, dude. No, I you're don't. Not I don't a, you're not an. You're not an American, dude. No favorite. My actually, my favorite Christmas movie is now uh, Violent Night. I just saw it. I haven't seen that. You gotta see it. It's got it's got the dude from uh, Stranger Things in it. Okay. Uh, the dude who plays Hopper in Stranger Things. Okay. He plays Santa. And it's like a like he he's like delivering presents while this house like this rich people's house is getting raided by uh, like mercenaries. Jesus. And and Santa Santa the, like Santa's backstory is he used to be a fucking Viking. <laughs> so like he doesn't know anything about guns or anything, but he has this fucking hammer called Skull Crusher. Nice. And he just fucks up people. Oh, it's just great. <laughs> Time for some seasons beatings. Oh baby, that has yeah, that has oh, multiple dude. different connotations, but. Oh, dude, it's it's so good, it's so good. Oh, Christ, <laughs> look, look, looks at all the bad guys. They're naughty. Oh my god, they're on the Santa's naughty list. The it's like, uh, have you seen? I think you should leave. No. Oh, that's another good show, dude. But there's there okay. there's uh, Detective Crashmore. He's it's actually Santa Claus. It's supposed to be Santa Claus, and he's just like a vulgar oh, okay. Santa. Yeah, go watch it. It's gotcha. good shit. Okay. Yeah, Violent Night. Violent Night. Yeah, definitely okay. recommended. Um mentioned marner on 23 point streak yeah 23 i i saw i forgot what game i think it was the dallas game where it was him versus robertson and they were both on their like long streaks um mm-hmm. and they put up a uh, graphic and he's like getting close to some of the longest streaks ever in the nhl mm-hmm. for points which is just yeah. fucking nuts i think it's like i think it's like 27 28 uh i mm-hmm. think it's like the top but man yeah he just Man, it'd be nice to have him on my fantasy team. I'll tell you that much. Yeah. Holy yeah, shit, he, dude! Whoever whoever's got that is gonna fucking run it. Um, and it's translating to points on the board. Toronto nineteen five and six, um, benefiting from when they do lose, they lose an OT. Same with the Red Wings. Um, yeah, they just picked on my Ducks the other night. Oh, they really did though. seven rip. You're poor. You're poor ducks. They have. They're so bad. I saw the stat. They have one regulation win. I know. Isn't that fucking great? They're the just goal differentials minus sixty. They're just. I honestly, the the only reason that the only reason that Eakins isn't canned is because they know how deep this draft is. They will keep yeah. his ass in that behind that yep. bench until the season is over. And Barry Trotz says he's ready to coach again. That's it. It's so bad, dude. One regulation win. That's so fucking bad. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, shit. Uh, But Zegris could pick up the puck, so hey. Yeah, well, it's pretty sweet. I gotta admit. (laughs) It's pretty sweet. It's pretty cool. (laughs) It's pretty sweet. I can't do it. Can you? Uh, uh, No. Yeah, exactly. There you go. Oh, too bad! Too bad that doesn't count toward the standings. It was uh, Marner's was active players. Sorry, I thought okay. I, I I misremembered the graphic because Wayne Gretzky had a fifty-one game point streak, and Lemieux had well, a forty-six. 
That's pretty good. Yeah. Uh, active good. point yeah. streaks oh. are Patty Kane at 26. A modern modern day NHL. That's impressive. Yeah, 26 is stupid, dude. Yeah, it's it's really impressive. Um, so yeah, Marner, Marner, and and the Leafs, despite their numerous defense injuries, uh, it's funny. Like they find like all their offensively minded defensemen are down, and now they've just got a bunch of plugs that all they do is caring about making sure they don't get scored on, and they're doing well. <laughs> I might tell you something. It's almost like it's almost like that's what defense is supposed to fucking do. Right. No, so that is to make sh- make sure that you don't get scored on. It's bizarre. That's old time hockey chance. We don't like that. That's we don't like that shit. <laughs> I don't like that shit. That's that's what the hockey men are talking about. They need more grit. They're not. You just need defensemen to play defense. <laughs> uh, all right, fucking fucking, rock. fucking Melrose and and you, you yeah. <laughs> Here's one for you, bud. <laughs> fucking Riley's like I don't understand why we keep getting scored on so much. Well, Riley, you're behind the other net. You're you're down at the other goal line. You're, you're literally yeah. I'm the fourth. I'm the fourth defenseman. I'm the second left winger. What do you mean? The Toronto just doesn't have like in mites where they teach you like if the defenseman goes down below the circles, yeah. you gotta cover the defense. No, Toronto's like fuck it, dude. Just all five of fuck you it. down there. Yep. We'll try and score. If we don't, you know, like sorry, goalie. We got a goalie. Yeah, we have a goalie. Murray's back there and. The- Somewhere. And then when that goalie gets scored on on a 3-on-0, the crowd just fucking lights his jersey <laughs> on fire, threatens his family. Yeah, that's a strategy for sure. That's why Matt oh, that's why Matt Murray might be thriving in Toronto because like they finally have a goalie that like hate like he's he's like straight hot topic emo. So they're like, "Murray, you fucking suck." And he's like, "Nobody else hates me more than me." <laughs> Yes, inject that hatred into my veins. <laughs> yes, exactly. Mm. I'm, give me that angst. I need that. <laughs> I thrive off of it. I don't. In Pittsburgh, there were too many people that liked it. Right. That's like just, he see, he sees he sees kids with his jer- with the name on the jersey, and he's like, "What's his, what's the point? <laughs> how much nothing. How much do you want for that jersey so I can <laughs> fucking burn it and don't, throw it on the ice? Don't like." Don't like me. Don't. I'm not worth liking. <laughs> oh my god! It's like uh, his family member. It's his little fucking nephew. He's like, you know, you're not supposed to be wearing that. I'm whatever the Maple Leafs need me to be. No, you're you're not. You're not that evil bad goalie. I'm whatever the Leafs need me to be. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not the goalie they want. I'm the goalie they deserve. They deserved. Uh, all right matt murray is now an emo depressed batman matt murray needs betterhelp.com <laughs> this episode is sponsored by better help and hot topic <laughs> i think that's actually we need to reach out to this the respective ceos be like hey you guys have a great partnership opportunity here <laughs> Uh, it's just you walk into a hot topic and there's just a betterhelp.com service member <laughs> set up at a little table at the front. <laughs> hey, before you buy these sleeved sleeved fingerless gloves, better help. Better help. Would you like to set up an appointment? What time next week works for you? Okay, yeah, Should buy your like- fingerless gloves. <laughs> <laughs> Should be like a requirement, but with like when you're getting your ears gauged, like oh these 14 inch gauges. Okay, yeah, uh, we can definitely sell you these, but by law, 
Uh, we have to do you. Ha- you do have to do one seminar with BetterHelp. <laughs> and you <laughs> making sure that you and you have to speak with a job recruiter. <laughs> before before you make this decision. God damn. Oh shoot. Holy what shit. are we doing That's out here? One. I don't I don't know. Oh, we're, we're fucking we're fucking making money is what we're doing. We're making we're making million dollar ideas that somebody else is gonna make a lot of right? money. Right? What are like god damn it. If I honestly <sighs> if I go like the next time I go in a hot topic, if there's a betterhelp.com desk set up, mm-hmm. 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 I we will should sue, sue somebody. somebody. Yeah, like we definitely should try to get some money out of it. Probably Matt Murray. It's Matt Murray. Mm-hmm. It's got to be Matt Murray. No, he would like that. So it just depends yeah. if we want Toronto to do well or not. <laughs> so if we want them to do shitty, we can't sue Matt Murray. Right, yeah. right. Because it, he, he likes thrives it, off yeah. the negativity. He likes it. <laughs> oh, Watch, as soon, as soon as they're like, oh, you know, Murray, we're sorry. We doubted you. Like, we, you're... You're the savior. We, we we love you. And he's just like, it's all fake. It's all fake. It's all a fucking simulation. It's all a facade. You guys don't really like me. Oh, Matthew. So, nobody, yeah, next week. Nobody nobody understands me. Next week on the pod, we have Matt Murray. <laughs> oh, shit. He's like, you guys are the only ones that really understand me. You guys get it. Hey, guys. Fuck yeah, man. I love Green Day. <laughs> Oh shit! Good Charlotte, hell yeah, mm-hmm. yeah man. All about it. I got some. I got some eyeliner somewhere. <laughs> oh shit! Well, should we? Um, we we could we could probably wrap this up. But I I've been staring at the standings while we've been talking about Matt Murray, and uh, I kind of want to just point out, like we, we were talking about how you know the Kraken have been so mediocre recently. Mm. Uh, yeah, they're they're six and four in their last ten games, which is you know almost five hundred hockey. Um, I just want to point out how bad the Pacific Division is. Can we talk about that for just a hot second? It's so good, dude. <laughs> it's so good. <laughs> well, I, it is. I don't. I can't remember the last time a division was this collectively bad. I love it. Like the Seattle Kraken are six and four, and they're like they have not. But they've been playing above average okay to good hockey like not not great no they're not elite by any means just passable like like anywhere from b minus to b plus hockey and they are second in the fucking division <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah 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 no it's uh it's not looking pretty over here no it's it's not like the wild card teams, uh, Edmonton is seventeen and thirteen with thirty four points. Colorado fifteen and ten and two. Calgary thirteen eleven and five. Nashville is twelve twelve and three. Like five hundred hockey is like good enough to get you into the playoffs. Oh, it's beautiful. It's gonna be an and absolute else, like, fucking fight. <laughs> and everybody else is playing me. Literally, look at the last ten. If, I don't know if you have the standings up. Look at the last ten of the pe- people in the Pacific Division. Yeah. Vegas is five and five in their last ten. Nice. Seattle is six and four. LA is four, three, and three. Nice. Edmonton uh, in the wild card spot, seven and three, so okay. a little better. Okay. Colorado four, five, and one. Mm-hmm. Calgary four, four, and two. Nashville four, four, and two. Brutal. Vancouver six and four. St. Louis three, six, and one. San Jose three, five, and two. Arizona three, five, and two. Jesus. 
No one, like everyone, is just so mediocre. That's the whole West, Even, though, dude. It's just the West is bad. I don't understand it. Well, and I think understand like Vegas is running away with the conference right now at forty three points, and they're twenty one nine and one, which is good, right? But it's not great. Like I mean, at twenty one nine and one, they're they're obviously going to win the division, or they're obviously going to win the division, probably the conference. Because at this point, if like who's behind them? Dallas, Winnipeg, and Seattle. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> No, it's yeah, it's it's just interesting because you look you look at the East, right? There's there's five teams with you know over six hundred win per, or point percentage. Um, yeah, you get to the Colorado's got to get their shit together, right? Well, so Colorado is super injured. Yeah, yeah. So that's, but you, I mean, is this going to be a is this going to be a Vegas thing from last year where the injuries are just too much and they miss the playoffs, or do you think they get enough people back? I think they'll get enough people back. I'm still very concerned about their goaltending, okay. uh, but I think I think they have a good enough team. Uh, you know, they they need to start getting some guys healthy here pretty quick because they're four, five, and one in their last ten. Um, I know they're missing Darren Helm. Yeah, like he's critical. That does it really <laughs> does eat at you. How are you supposed to How are you supposed to even dress an entire team if Darren Helm's on the bench? Uh, yeah. uh, Red Red Wings fans call him Darren Elite Helm. He is. He is. <laughs> he is. He's the most elite player on that team. Hey, they traded for him, and he was the piece that got them over the hump. Hey, man. Where did they trade him? Think about where did... it. Oh, oh, from the Red Wings to Colorado. From the Red Wings, yeah. He was <laughs> – Red... Darren Helm Dar... – fun fact, Darren Helm has two Stanley Cups Ooh. because he was on... because he was on the 08 team. Hell, Yeah. Hell yeah! Good for him, dude. Yeah, that's more than a lot of these players can say. So how he is elite? Maybe he is. He is elite. We yeah, all, we all do Pacific, it. Pacific Pacific is just pretty weak, but I think West in general sucks. West, West is definitely, but man, I'm looking at this Pacific Division like it is just holy shit. I mean, like how bad is this? You know, the fact that Ella. The fact that we're still talking about LA in a playoff spot is just mind blowing to me. Not for long. They though, literally I don't think. just, they literally just canned their supposed starting goaltender. Seriously though, for uh, for an Alaska boy, dude, Phoenix Copley is from Alaska. Phoenix Copley is now the greatest. Ho- don't get me wrong, Phoenix. Co- with, this is a this is a Phoenix Copley stand podcast. Sure. Like we we in in Phoenix Copley we we trust. Right. Maybe that's maybe they should they should have fucking traded for him in Seattle. God, could you imagine? No, I mean, we I mean, imagine the orgasm that you have. Uh, or yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, I would have lost Phoenix it. Copley. Whoa, oh, that guy that guy fucking shut me down every every time I played against him, and that's saying <laughs> something. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's fair. Um, God, I wonder what's du- speaking of locals. Uh, well, not locals, but former players in this area. I wonder what Dustin Tokarski's up to. Remember, he won the Memorial Cup with the Chiefs. Yeah, he's probably selling insurance somewhere. <laughs> he's with better help. He's gotta be either that or hot topic. Uh, let's see here. Oh, fuck, he's uh. No, he's playing for the Buffalo Sabers. Oh, that's how you get. That's how you continue your career, right there. Mm-hmm. Good for him, I say. 
Oh, no, he might have retired. Let's see. I see 22-23. He is with the Wilkes-Barre Scranton Penguins. He has a .93 save percentage, dude. Get his ass to Seattle. Dude, we need him back. Get it just and you know, you could play the fucking home the hometown crowd there, right? I mean He's playing the league minimum. Like, let's bring him fucking on. Might as well. Mine as well. Thirty three years old. Not a problem. He's young. Young Man, boy. Man, he had some fucking nice seasons with Spokane though, huh? Oh my god. I remember watching him. He was just unfucking real. Crazy. I remember what I remember watching them win the Memorial Cup on live TV. That's and they get the cup, and I literally go like I wheeled it into existence. I'm sitting there on my buddy Sean Collins' stairs with him. I'm watching it, and uh, I think it was Cowan. Cowan picks up the cup, and it just snaps in half. And I, it, it <laughs> right before it did, I was like, "They're gonna break that cup. They're gonna break it." And then, boom! It snaps. And I just like I like I ran like I just watched a magic trick. Like I just ran out of the room. Like no fucking way. <laughs> it was crazy. <laughs> Does shit like that happen to you in your everyday life still, Chance? Because that sounds a little like witchy. You know, willed it into existence. Yeah, that sounds like you know some dark magic shit. Uh, not, I mean, nothing that that Matt Murray does with his fucking like candles and shit. Oh, God, he's so mad at you now that you told his fucking secret. Oh, he's so mad. He's he, like, you seen the you seen Wednesday, Wednesday Adams on Netflix? No, I didn't bring myself around to watching it. Okay, well, Matt Matt Murray's basically a male version of Wednesday. <laughs> <laughs> he's <laughs> what's the he's Matt Adams. Matt Adams. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit. It's good shit. Yeah, um to wrap this up, uh standings are I mean we 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 just went through a lot of we didn't say many positive things about the Kraken. They they've gone 1 and 4 in their last 5, I think. Um they're they're on a bit of a, a rough streak at the moment. I know they've only lost one, but they were on a three-game losing streak before that. Um until a nice win with the with the Panthers. Yeah. Um uh, I don't. I'd like to say that you know they get off the road trip and then they get things better, but they seem to be like better on the road. Right. So um, going home might not be the best thing. But that being said, even with this you know speed bump, they're still second in the division. Right. I mean they're still you know still pretty firmly in a playoff spot. But you just you got to be looking down at Edmonton and Calgary and going, who knows? It could be a matter of time before both of them just click on and, and we see both Seattle and LA. Out. This is. This is the time where you need to bank points. Yeah, big time. Like, every one of these wins, you need to bank these points for the inevitable. Like, yep, you have to work under the assumption that those two teams are going to get their shit together. Right. Like, you have to be working under the assumption that Edmonton and Calgary are going to pull it together. And you've got to start banking points now. Yeah. So, like, those games that we talked about before that you have to win against Montreal. Like, you can't lose those fucking games. Right. Yeah, that, that one's bad. That's it. That is a sore thumb. And fuck, I mean, yeah, I mean, we've really only seen him play one game since then, like one good game since then, right? So, um, yeah, they got got some work to do. They got to figure out if they can just the offense is fine. They just they need to get some more consistent goaltending and or defense. And then I think that these problems sort themselves out. I think I think maybe the next game that I watch, um, this is going to be a good measuring stick. Uh, Thursday, they play the Hurricanes. Yeah, fuck. Uh, on the road, um, this will be a good measuring stick to see how they match up with it. I mean, the Red Wings lost to them tonight, one zip. Um, yesterday, we'll see how the Kraken. What's that? Was that? Yesterday. Oh, was that yesterday? Yeah, today was Minnesota. Uh, T- oh, today was right. the 
Revo, Revo, fucking... Revo smacking Heronic. Injur- injuring, adding adding to the very long Fuck. list of people that are hurt for the Red Wings. What do you think about that uh, hit? I saw a lot of people pissy about it, but I, it just... It's, Heronic, it's a, Heronic had his head down, and Revo's just a yep, big guy, big I think, right? Yep. It just blew him up. As much as, much as I... Don't you know? Don't like seeing my Red Wings hit. That's a clean hit. Yeah. Same thing with the Caulfield one. I, I know some people were pissy about the Caulfield. Caulfield just kind yeah. of looking up, and all of a sudden he's getting smacked, and it was like, "Man, you're five five nothing, and nope. you gotta have your head up needs to be all the time." Heronic, Heronic was. I mean, it wasn't necessarily a, a suicide pass, but you know when you yeah. you can't just assume that when you're cutting out of your like Cronwall Nicholas Cronwall made a career out of this, like. Guys that are breaking out of their zone, thinking that because you know, you, you know, more often than not, nine times out of ten, players will give you give you your blue line to break into the into the neutral zone before they clamp down. Right. Um. I mean, Cronwall made a career of Cronwalling people that were, you know, they 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 had a, they had their head up, but they you know they were beyond the play already. Like they, they think that they are going to get the blue line, and they're already looking ahead to the next pass and. Bam, just smack. right there. Yep, yep, and that's that's what happened to Ronick. He was he thought he was already going to walk out of his zone and make a play in the neutral zone. He wasn't even thinking about getting out of his zone, and uh, Revo got him. Uh, it's the first thing that Revo's really done all year. All right. But I mean, that they keep him in the league for that kind of shit. So. Crazy that they have Revo um, and it, I mean, Felino, Marcus Felino can throw him a little bit too. So they got two yeah. bangers up there. Yeah, Minnesota's Minnesota's trying to go for grit, which you know whatever hey, has right. nothing's worked for them yet. You got so. you got some of the you got Kaprizov and, and some of those little you know smaller guys. Uh, yeah, and yeah. if and if Flurry can can pretend that he's you know five years younger, sure uh, they they might they might do something. Sure. Plus, again, the Pacific is terrible. So, and if you can play five hundred hockey, that's going to get you in the playoffs. Yeah, it'll be two two from the Central in the wild card at that rate. Yeah. Yep. yep. Uh, looking ahead real quick, uh, Hurricanes uh, on the road, and then they come back home. They play the Jets, uh, play the Blues at home, and then they go to Vancouver uh, on Thursday, December 22nd, uh, play Calgary at home. Uh, it looks like in, for the new year, they, they stick at home for the most part, uh, hosting some hosting some Canadian teams, Oilers, Flames, Canucks, Blues, Jets. Holy shit. Those are. This is a very important stretch. Big Central, yeah. That's that's pretty. Oof, yeah. They got some. They got. They got a lot of West coming up after their East Coast road trip. These, though, especially. I mean, the the Jets and the Blues are important games, but fuck, you've got to win the. You got the Canucks, Flames, and Edmonton. Those are. Those are going to be tests, man. Like those are going to be okay. You know, is this? Are we going to do this for real? Um, Yep. Because if you if you beat them, it's kind of like oh shit, uh, we we might be better than them. We might need to gear up for the playoffs. Right. Yeah. No, it'll, it'll be telling. We'll see what happens. We'll see how it goes. All right, everybody. That's it for this episode. Hope we uh, hope we got to everything we wanted to talk about. Sorry we missed last week. We're feeling a little better. Uh, please follow us on social media. We are uh, more active on Facebook and Twitter. Uh, if you guys are interested in sponsoring the episode like our good buddy John Miller just did in this episode and the, the next couple episodes after, uh, please just get a hold of us. Uh, Facebook and Twitter, we are widely reachable, widely available. Uh, if you guys are interested in some merch, hats are available. Uh, just get a hold of us. Our buddy Tim uh, got your hat. Just looking for an address from you. Shoot us a DM. Let us know. Um, hats are available, and uh, we're, we're moving right along, folks. Uh, Follow us on whatever, follow us or subscribe to us on whatever podcast you're listening in on. And uh, that's it. That's all I got, Wells.
Tip your waitresses. Tip your waitresses. There it is. All right, everybody. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next week.